Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yep, I'm feeling the end of summer. I don't know how I got to summertime sadness, but was really enjoying that one. Hey, welcome in. It's the Windy City. Thank you for putting it on. We're going old school today as I got an interview for you with Jerome Bettis, the bus. Always available, the bus, working with Modelo today. Pour yourself a Modelo. Talking about activism, talking about Colin Kaepernick, talking about Lou Holtz. I think you're really going to enjoy a little spin with the bus today. Uh, yeah, one of my favorites. Seen him at the Super Bowl many times and talking to him today. So hope you had a great start to your Wednesday. Happy hump day. Let's get into it with the bus. It's always a pleasure to speak with the Super Bowl champion, the six-time Pro Bowler, the greatest nickname in the history of the NFL, the boss, Jerome Bettis, with us. Jerome, how you doing, my friend? I am great. Thanks for having me. So you're working with Modelo today. Let's uh, let's hear what the bus is up to here. I, I always love drinking a nice, smooth Modelo at any point in my day, really. What are you doing with Modelo, Mr. Bus? A little special is always great, right? Um, I, I, I'm thrilled to team up with Modelo. It, it's such an authentic partnership uh, because we both champion the fighting spirit, and that's what drove me really to stay in the league and really to, to give myself one more chance. I thought I was going to retire back in '04, and I, I decided to to come back for one more year after seeing the birth of my daughter and see how she fought and 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 uh, and I in in uh, she was a a preemie and she was in the um, in the hospital and I saw her fighting for her life and I knew that I had to uh, to come back I had to fight for what I really wanted and I wanted to be a champion and so that's uh that, that's really why this is a great partnership and so we're excited uh, to motivate fans to compete against me uh, in this beat. Bettis Challenge, uh, and it's a fantasy football series, and, and if they beat my score for the week, they'll share $5,000. So I challenge everybody uh, to bring your fighting spirit week to week uh, and go head-to-head against me. And if you think you have what it takes, sign up to DraftKings.com slash Modelo uh, or through the DraftKings mobile app, and, uh, and, and you can go against me. And, and I don't think they're going to take me down. I really don't. So I'm going to put the lie detector test on you right now, boss. Like, how <laughs> how serious are you on your fantasy football team? Because I can tell you I'm a last-minute guy, 
and that's why I end up near the bottom of my league every year. I don't take enough time to really delve into each week. How focused are you? Here's, here's, here's my approach. I am heavily vested early, and then I kind of I kind of slow up late. So I'm, it's all about my team, who I'm picking, the guys that I, I have on the team. So I, I I'm I'm big on you know looking at the draft and and trying to make sure I get the right guys and do all that. And then what happens is I kind of tell off a little bit, but but because this is a week to week situation, it keeps me more involved uh, regularly. And so my normal league, that's kind of my MO, but um, Bordello and, and this, this week-to-week challenge, it changes, and it's kind of got me more uh, uh, kind of excited to, to go after week-to-week, much different than the long season because these are just week-to-week challenges. Yeah. Building in a little bit of accountability. Modelo's kind of like a head coach in this scenario. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, hey, we're one game at a time. And that's the, the mentality. Usually, you know, you hear you like, yeah, that's a cliche. But this is literally one game at a time because it's one week at a time. I got a lot I want to cover with you. The, the bus with us here, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year back in 2001. Always a class act here. Jerome, crazy times we're living in here, right? I'm wondering... You know, from your perspective, what what do you think NFL players can do this season to make an impact on social change? Well, I, I just think they have to continue to create awareness about what the issues are. Uh, I, I think um, these the statements that that are being made in conjunction with playing are, I, I think, are the the road. That's the roadmap, if you will. I just think you you have to. You have to continue to play to, to give yourself the platform to make the statements that you need to make so that we can keep um, this dialogue going and we can keep uh, people involved and understand what the challenges are. And I think once you, you bring those to the public, then everybody is more aware uh, and more conscious of what's going on. And I think that's, uh, that, that's what, I would, uh, what I would say. I love that, and there's a lot of powerful owners in that NFL, and not everybody sees the same thing politically. Do you think there will be support from the players from the ownership group if they actually ask for identifiable items, kind of like what the NBA is doing? I think so. I definitely believe so. I think you know they've already started. You know, they put two hundred fifty million dollars into into uh, a pot for, the, for this type of uh, situation. There's much more that the NFL owners uh, need uh, to do. I think they they will. Uh, from that standpoint, they understand the the dynamic uh, with player and and ownership and and really coming together as one. I think they had a chance and they missed it a while ago with the Kaepernick kneeling issue, uh, and they have a second chance to get it right. Hopefully they get it right on the second chance. Does he need to have a job for that apology from Roger Goodell to feel right to you, Jerome? You know what? I, I don't I don't think so. I think uh, the opportunity needs to exist. I think what they did in terms of giving him the opportunity for a tryout, uh, and then it kind of, you know, he 
kind of hijacked it and wanted to do his own thing and, 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 you know, rightfully so with some of the issues that they were dealing with. I just think they just need to, hey, create an opportunity that there is a child, any team that wants to come see what he can do, uh, the opportunity is available to you. I just think I, I don't think you have to give him a job, but I think you have to give him the opportunity for teams to look at him uh, not through jaded eye eye lens, lenses, so to speak, and just give him an opportunity. And whatever happens from there, happens from there. I think you can make an argument by the way that he fits in Pittsburgh right now. I mean, he's not all that different than Big Ben in some ways, and if you're looking for an insurance policy, that wouldn't be terrible. No, it wouldn't be terrible. It wouldn't be terrible. But the, the question is, you know, where where is he accuracy-wise? He hasn't played you know, in multiple years, so you want to see where is he physically in terms of throwing the football. You know that he probably will still have the the escapability, but you still want to know what what does his arm look like? Is is it still has some zip on the pass? Is he still is is he accurate? Uh, has he worked on that? You know, those are the kind of things uh, from a football perspective you want to you want to see uh, because it is a big decision when you bring him in. Obviously, you don't want to. To bring him in, uh, he, he doesn't fit the system. So you want to look at all those things uh, ahead of time. Do you think he'd be a huge distraction off the field? No, not at all. I don't think so. I, I think he would he would be someone who would advocate for social change. I don't think he would be a distraction. Uh, I think a person that is a distraction that is someone who is selfishly doing some things that that take away from uh, the team concept. But I don't think he would be doing anything selfishly. I think all he would be doing was to, would be just drawing a light on uh, the issues that are at hand. And I don't think any that's anything selfish about that at all. I don't think anything that he did uh, to, to this point was 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 you know was selfish or or anything that was about a me me me. So I don't think it would be something that from a team concept. It would be a distraction. I don't. I don't believe. Yeah, I've, I've never believed that either. Uh, Jerome Bettis with us here, the bus working with Modelo. Appreciate the time. Uh, what, what was your reaction to the NBA players? You know, not playing, and then uh, you know, LeBron and the Lakers and the Clippers were, uh, I guess, originally voting to not come back and play. Then, I mean, they got together with uh, Chris Paul and Barack Obama got in the conversation. Uh, as as the bus was watching this, what were you, what was your reaction? My, my reaction was that it was great to see that they all came together, they discussed it, uh, and they made a collective decision uh, to support the Milwaukee Bucks, who initially uh, went through this situation. And then they realized uh, it's better for them to play so that they can keep uh, the platform. And I think that's what that's what they all saw, that the platform is needed when, when it's available to you when you play. You still have the opportunity uh, to affect change. And so they understood that, and I thought it was it was great that they, they reached out to people, <clears throat> uh, notably, you know, President Obama, to, to get some insight uh, as to what the next steps are. And so that was a, a good sign. Hopefully they continue to... Uh, you know, you know, advance the conversation, create more dialogue, uh, and, and create more understanding for what's going on. And for the record, Jerome, I, I think at the end of the day, 
It's for a lot of white people to look in the mirror and see how they can, if this matters to them, how they can help. But I do, I do wonder if maybe the movement needs sort of a face to it. And it's like, to me, it's interesting that, you know, you're reaching out to Barack. Like, to me, that would be an I- ideal guy to sort of partner and, and move this forward. Has that thought crossed your mind that maybe someone's got to be the face of this and the spokesperson, so to speak, so there's a, a clear direction? Does that make sense? Well, here's the thing. I think if you have one spokesperson, then that then it becomes a lot of pressure on one person. And this 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 hasn't been put on one person. This has been put systemically, uh, you know, across the world. So I don't think one person should necessarily lead it. Uh, but I think it does need the, the direction that it is getting uh, now. And I think that's the the key is that it's focused correctly. Um, it's aimed. At, at the right areas, uh, and that the understanding is there. And like you said, you know, you want people uh, to be enlightened and understand that it does affect them, uh, uh, even if they're not, you know, a black or brown person. And so that's that's the idea you want them to see. I don't necessarily think that one person needs to stand out in front of all of this because it's a big, uh, it's a big. To, to try to you know put on your back and, and and carry, I think this is something that we all need to to look at and be a part of, and understand that we all can help affect change. And it starts with who we vote, uh, who we vote for locally, uh, who we vote for from a statewide, and then who we vote for nationally. I completely agree. It would be a ton to uh, put on on one person. There's there's no doubt about that. If the bus was uh, given the platform to, hey, Jerome, what's one thing you would like to see focused upon that you want to have a decent level of change come to, what would it be? Well, for, for me, is the way I look at all of this is that you have an opportunity, everyone, right? And people always say, well, how can I help? Uh, you know, and so you say, well, you can help by knowing who you're voting for, knowing the people from from a local standpoint, because how many how many times do we look at someone locally and say, oh, well, I think this is a good you know state attorney general or this is a good uh, district attorney, right? And you don't know much about them, but you know become more informed because when you become more informed, then you make a, a better informed decision. And I think that is what we need to happen in this country. I think we all need to be more involved in the in the voting process. Uh, so that we do understand who we're electing uh, locally, who we're electing uh, from a state-wide uh, standpoint. Do they align with our values? And, and I think that is what is what is being missed. And, and year after year, and then we look at whoever um, uh, politically, whoever is is in the White House, and you want, hey, I don't agree with you, or I don't agree with you. It doesn't matter which which side that you fall on. Um, a lot, a lot of people don't necessarily uh, look at the views independently and say, "Hey, what does this guy stand for?" And I think if we do that at every level, then I think we'll, we'll have a, a better process. And I think that's what needs to happen. And so I would, that's what I would be pushing for is that the education and understanding in in the voting process. Yeah, the bus, Jerome Bettis, with us here. Just a couple more here working with Modelo. What's your stand on the college football season here as a proud Notre Dame alum here? Should we be playing college football in 2020? Uh, you know what? I, I think so. If, you, if it's safe <clears throat> and if you can keep the players safe, 
then then you can play. If you cannot keep the players safe, then you don't play. I just think it's that simple. But uh, I would love to see college football back because it gives me an opportunity to, to sit back Saturday and get my – uh, Modelo Especial, keep my feet up, and I can watch some college football. So that I, I love it, um, it for me. But you know what? It's not about me. It's about those kids who are going to be on the football field. And can you keep them safe is, I think, the question. If, you, if the answer is yes, then you play. If the answer is no, then you cannot risk uh, the health of these young young men. Could the bus have been a socially distant college student, no parties, just hanging out, study straight to the field, all that stuff? Absolutely. I was socially distanced uh, back then. I just didn't know it. <laughs> uh, that's too bad. I, the bus, I thought you would be like the mayor of, the, of, of N.D., no, I wasn't. I was. I, I kind of kept my head down. I was grinding and and uh, you know trying to trying to get through. It. School was tough. I mean, you know, and I, I wanted to make sure that I did everything I was supposed to do uh, academically. So I was always making sure that I was uh, I was fine. I didn't never want to get into any trouble either. So Coach Holtz was um, he was a stickler for discipline. So if you got in trouble, he was uh, he was going to give it to you. Did he disappoint you recently? A lot of ND players talking out about uh, on Lou how he might not be their coach anymore. You know what? I, I'll say this. I mean, it is is when you are on the other side of the issues, then you know it's going to disappoint. So it just depends on on where you stand. You've got a lot of players uh, that that maybe agree with them, right? So as an African American uh, player that has played played for Coach Holtz, and I, you know, I love him, uh, and I, I don't agree with a lot of his uh, uh, political views, but uh, it doesn't change the person that he is and, and what he did for me. So it's, uh, you know, it's a difficult situation, but um, he, has his, he has his beliefs. I'm not going to change him. Uh, you know, I, you can choose to disagree. I choose to disagree with some of it, and so that, that's why you have to leave it. So you're basically showing some empathy for your guy who helped you. Well, well, that doesn't change what he's what he's done for me. How he was able to affect affect my life, the trajectory of my life, and where I was. So had it not been for him, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. So um, for for that, uh, I do owe him uh, a lot of latitude, if you will. Yeah, no, I I got it, and uh, I mean you. Growing up for the bus, and we can wrap up here. It it was it wasn't it couldn't have been easy for you. I, I you know you Detroit the streets and all that type of stuff. I mean, what, did you have any uh, interactions? I don't know with the police or whoever that you look back upon and just like, oh my god, I can't believe I made it out of that. You know what? You know I, I think about it all the time that I was very very fortunate. You know I made some bad decisions when I was you know growing up, and unfortunately they didn't uh, come back to haunt me. Uh, and I was able to make the right uh, decisions in terms of, uh, of going to college and going to the right university and 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 doing all the right things. And and so I was able to really kind of change the, the trajectory of where my life was headed. 
uh, which, uh, you know, I think about it all the time. And, and, and then, you know, that you really, it shows that, that fighting spirit that we talked about earlier, you know, having that fighting spirit, wanting to go out and, and be the best that I could possibly be, um, you know, going to Notre Dame and, and keeping my head down and wanting to be the best player I could be there, giving me the opportunity to then go into the NFL and, 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 and be the best uh, uh, player that I could be. So, so those are the things that, um, you know, you think about uh, and you, you're very, very thankful for. Yeah, and I just think it's a reminder, too, that just because some young people might be making bad decisions, they, they might look back upon someday and think, why the hell was I doing that? But maybe they're just trying to make some money and put some food on the table. That doesn't mean they don't belong in society. To me, that's part of the change that we're looking for here. I, I, does that make sense? Well, hey, you know, we all make bad decisions in our life, and the, and the, the, the goal is to learn from those yeah. and, and to start making better decisions, right? And hopefully that it doesn't, you know, cost you a large part of, of your life, but hopefully that, you know, you're able to make that change and then be productive uh, and make great decisions. And become a Super Bowl champion, a Pro Bowler six times, a comeback player of the year. A Pittsburgh Steeler all-time team. I mean, everything you've done, the bus. You're. Uh, it's always great to talk to you. Working with Modelo today. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have one tonight for you, Jerome. So thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it, Dave. Cheers. Cheers, indeed.